0: The frontier is the place where people who cannot stand the bureaucracy go and they willingly accept the hardships. (music) Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Ott, and uh, this is Right Angle. And this particular week, it seems that our four topics have integrated together in a way that they usually don't. They all seem to be linked together with each other. Steve's topic uh, this week was Elon Musk uh, speaking about his uh, plan for uh, Ukraine, uh, Russia to come to the peace table. And uh, neither one of the three of us thought much about that. But nevertheless, Elon Musk did say something very recently that I thought was not only not silly and not uh, superfluous, but was actually extraordinarily deep and and actually somewhat courageous. And this is, this is what I'm talking about.
1: Tell me about regulations and red tape and all that kind of nonsense. How big a part of the problem is all that? It's something that we should be worried about is that The rules and regulations get more and more every year. Right. In the past, war has wiped away bad rules and regulations. Right. But also, we prefer not to have war as the means of of getting rid of rules and regulations. In the absence of that, what happens is there are more laws and more regulations every single year, and eventually we won't be able to do anything. Right.
0: Right. Scott, I personally, as a student of history, I, I think that Elon Musk is absolutely right. And I don't like that he's right. In fact, I, I can't stand the fact that he's right, but this is the curse of of having a commitment to truth and reality. You often see things that you would like not to be true. And one of the things that I would like not to be true would be that you do not require war to burn away all of the parasitical uh, growths that attach itself to a civilization that is not constantly confronted with existential threats this country has not had an face an existential threat to its existence since 1945 and over the course of three or four generations now that lack of reality that that absence of the wolf out at the door has led us to believe that there are no wolves because we don't see them or hear them anymore um, this is the cycle of civilization and 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 it is the it's the curse of the human condition, to to have these luxury beliefs, all of these things that we are find ourselves, uh, you know, in with these days. All the the, re- the reason Elon Musk brought this up, by the way, was because after having wasted a year of development on Starship trying to deal with the FAA, he now has to deal with NASA that's trying to prevent him from flying his um, his Starship from from Cape Kennedy. So he's rebelling against this 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 insanity of red tape and he says and i think quite correctly only war will burn that away so what do we do uh scott we'd like to live in a world that doesn't have this kind of insanity but there's not a sane person on the earth who sits there Ah, damn you know if we could just get into a really serious war something that really really knocked the 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 wind out of us and and really have to have us face our roots and so on This is the dilemma of not only this age, but of all the ages.
2: And I think people don't fully understand this unless you've been through a war. Um, I, I have not been through. I mean, I've been through wars, but I've not been through a war. And my grandfather who brought us up was he was in World War II. He was a tank commander, staff sergeant and lived through the great depression. So he had much more, uh, he had a whole different way of looking at life, frankly, uh, than we did. And, um, I think the thing about war is kind of like that old saying where, you know, if you, if you know, you're going to be executed in the morning, it sharpens the mind, you know, it's like when, when you've got a single purpose around which all forces, resources, and people are being marshaled, uh, then it, it, it cleans away the dross. everything else is not as significant and so you don't have bureaucrats building their little principalities and hoping that they'll have a good career with two pensions when they uh, when they step out of this government service and into another um, they're much more focused on how can we get this Manhattan project to fruition so that we can end this war and save these boys lives um, that is the kind of thing that I think Musk was talking about. It's not that we want a war, it's that the clarity of mind that comes when you're faced with an existential threat seems for some reason, despite long history and experience that the human race has had in dealing with stuff like that, it seems only able to be triggered by the actual shedding of blood. Like for some reason, we can't just turn that switch on in our minds and say, you know what, this is silly. We have a greater purpose here. Now, if you if you want to get all judgmental about that and say, well, yeah, it's those darn bureaucrats and that's the way they're thinking, or just look at your own marriage. I mean, how many times have you been in a stupid argument in your marriage and forgotten, oh my goodness, this is the woman I love and I want to spend the rest of my life with and nothing else matters and what happens with the dishwasher is irrelevant to that yeah. relationship. You know, you it, it, little rules and regulations and habits and quirks just, just blow away when you realize that this is the only person on Earth who knows you and still keeps you around, you know? And it's that kind of uh, attitude, I think, that we need to develop toward this great republic, toward the great purposes to which we have set our hands, toward the idea of going to Mars or whatever it is. It's like there's something greater here. It's not that we ignore safety regulations, for example. We've certainly learned the lesson in the past of people who ignore those, but it is that we are much more intentional about what we are here to get about. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the magic of John Kennedy standing up and saying, you know, essentially, by the end of the decade, we will put a man on the moon and return him safely. Kennedy did nothing other than create a focus and everything else just was sucked into that focus. And that's what we need to do when it comes to making this country great Uh, again and again and again. The prosperity that is our birthright because of the form of government and the type of economy that we have here. Is just laying fallow until we realize that all these trivialities that tear us apart and that delay us and defer us and distract us are insignificant when it comes to what we really could be if we would just focus in and tune that that radio dial to the signal.
0: Uh, well said again, uh, Steve. You and I are history buffs. We're history freaks. We're history nerds. We're history perverts. We're all those things. All of that. Uh, and and so. We both have seen, especially in recent American history, the difference between a war general and a political general, and how yeah. along the lines of this entire argument, that when serious times come, the frivolous are pretty quickly pushed out of the way. Uh, what, what Musk was talking about with regulations actually applies to pretty much all of the luxury beliefs. Scott, uh, in our backstage show, which is available for members only, said when talking about luxury beliefs like transgenderism, that's a luxury belief. That's a high-level belief. That's not a society that's struggling on a daily basis. Scott said, "We, what happens when we don't have the luxury of our luxury beliefs? And that's exactly it. So I guess my point is, Steve, is that, um, is that if you are on patrol now on a destroyer uh, in the U.S. Navy— You will be subjected to a large number of questions and a fair amount of brain cycles in your time being dedicated to learning about the correct pronouns to use when when dealing with your fellow shipmates. But strangely enough, when you're under attack by 30 kamikaze airplanes, pronouns of the person that you're feeding ammunition to in the anti-aircraft guns become significantly lower priority, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, the uh, I was, you, you came up with the example of the kamikazes off of Okinawa or whatever. I w- I was thinking in my head, the guys who sank four Japanese aircraft carriers at Midway were not obsessed with uh, with the proper pronouns. The uh, the guys who keep driving their their naval vessels into other ships are. So there's a lesson in that. Also, you mentioned war fighting generals versus political generals. Our last war fighting general was probably Schwarzkopf, who by the way commanded our. Last winning war. There's a lesson to be learned in that. Um, and uh, before I continue, I don't want to get confused about this, uh, the left's moral equivalent of war. We're talking about real war here. Uh, this whole moral equivalent of war is always just an excuse to take away our, our liberties and our and our property. Uh, You know, oh, we have to fight the uh, we have to save the environment. Oh, we have to do this. We have to do that. But it's always just a new excuse for the for the same old stuff. So let's let's not talk about the moral equivalent of war. We're talking about real existential threats to our national existence, making us go, oh, we have to cast the B.S. aside. You know, the only good thing to come out of and I'm not kidding here. The only good thing to come out of our uh, our misguided ham. Fisted response to the pandemic was here in Colorado, you can now order a cocktail to go from your favorite bar or restaurant. They put on a cup of <laughs> little tape over it, and you can you can leave with it. Just don't yeah. open it in your car and get pulled over. You don't you don't want to do that. Um, but if you remember the uh, the toilet paper shortage that afflicted us when the lockdowns hit. Um, people did not suddenly start using more toilet paper. There is the same amount of toilet paper being produced in this country and around the world. So why couldn't anybody get toilet paper? Well, the reason is we have consumer protection bureaus that were originally set up to do things like uh, prevent us from uh, eating spoiled meat and dying. Well, now what they're here to protect us from, because we solve the real problem, we solve the exis- existential threat of bad meat, but now we have this luxury threat of toilet paper that is labeled for business use versus toilet paper that is labeled for domestic use. And God help us if we were to wipe our butts with toilet paper that had the wrong label on the packaging, because that's what happened. People weren't going to work. So the the, the work toilet paper just sat there not getting used and they were going to the grocery store to buy more, but there wasn't any more to be had. And there was no shortage we, we, we should have taken this moment to go, hey, wait a minute. Why are we so worried about what the label on the outside of this identical piece of uh, uh, wrapped up paper says as opposed to this one? And, Bill, we didn't use that. We didn't learn from that to get rid of all of this cruft, all of this demosclerosis that has clogged up our economy so much that if you're an eight year old little girl who wants to open a lemonade stand, you better hire a lawyer first.
0: Yeah, and get your license and so on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, this kind of administrative stuff that Musk is talking about, that Steve just mentioned with the toilet paper and so on, this is the ever expanding percentage of people whose jobs are not to get things done, but whose jobs are rather to prevent things from getting done. That's essentially what this bureaucratic red tape is. It's, it's, it's very similar to barnacles on the on the bottom of a boat, especially the wooden boats. If you had a warship and you had the bottom of your, of your sailing vessel encrusted with barnacles, it could cut your speed significantly, enough to cost you a battle. And so they'd run them ashore, tip them over on their side, careen them. They'd scrape off the barnacles. and They'd do this on a regular basis. But if you don't have to be anywhere in a hurry, what difference does it make? This is what Musk was talking about. Scott mentioned John Kennedy's speech. I'm a a big Musk fanboy. I've been criticized for being too much of a Musk fanboy. On a political sense, he's the um, tech billionaire that I distrust the least. But (laughs) in terms of what he's doing with SpaceX and with statements like this, I think he's a visionary. Scott had mentioned John Kennedy's speech. The essence of the problem that we are facing as a civilization in decline is this. John Kennedy said, we choose to go to the moon, not because it is easy, but because it is hard. The That is the essence of the problem, to do something specifically because it's hard. Now, in the course of listening to my two friends talk here, I started this segment by thinking there is no substitute for this. This is the conundrum. This is the, the, the human predicament It's either decay or war, and I don't want either. But during the course of the discussion, I realized, no, there is, in fact, an escape. There is a third way, and that third way is the imposition of hardship without war, and that requires a frontier. Hmm. A frontier. A frontier is a place where you no longer get to call an attorney or 911. 911 because wolves or Indians or whatever are at your door. A frontier is a place of continual hardship that you volunteer for. And Elon Musk's desire to go to Mars is not just a desire to leave all of this red tape behind him, drop it like the first stage of a rocket. His desire is to go someplace where living is hard, and the reason he wants to do that is you don't get to be stupid in space. That's the one thing that that space exploration has shown us, that you don't get to go, oh, I just forgot to put my helmet on when I walked through that door. Well, you might have, but at least that particular gene is not going to be passed down to the rest of those uh, living in tubes on, on the Martian surface. The frontier. The frontier is the answer. It's always been the answer. The frontier is the place where people who cannot stand the bureaucracy go and they willingly accept the hardships and the freedom and the and the and the direct connection to reality that comes when you no longer have the luxury of luxury beliefs. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Writing.